there. You're listening to the Organize with Faith podcast. I'm your host, Faith Robertson, and I'm just thrilled to be here. It feels like a blessing uh, to be able to be in your ears talking about home, life, uh, and being able to support you on your journey of creating the space of your dreams. I hope that's what you're up to, and I hope that this podcast inspires that. So today I would like to talk to you guys about how to really live in your home. So how do you enjoy your space? And oftentimes people will say to me, well, I don't love it. I don't love my space, so I'm not really enjoying it. And there's no way I'm going to enjoy it because it's not where I want it to be. And I have been there before. You know, it's funny because this move, although it's now been nearly a year, uh, this move has served up a measure of compassion that I can't even begin to describe. Oftentimes I go into people's homes for years, years that I've had this business, I've moved people and I've been like, oh, this is just the best time of your life. This is going to be so great. And I could truly, and I said it with all belief, and I truly did understand that Uh, Through transition and through change and obstacles and valleys come these beautiful highs and wonderful blessings and immeasurable lessons that change your life for the better, I believe. Even if it seems like it's for the worse, ultimately, once you've passed through, right, you've, you accomplish so much in yourself and you know yourself better. And that's what I believe all of it is about is being able to experience yourself through stuff really, and through your reaction to your belongings. So today I really have thought a lot. I went on that tangent and now I can't remember what this episode is about. <laughs> No, okay, I remember, I remember, I remember. I think I said it was about compassion. Or was that the last? Oh, good God Almighty. Anywho, today this this episode is going to be about how to live in your home. That's what it was about. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> so anyway, you may think that you there's no way you're going to really be able to love it because it's not where you want it. What I've learned, and that's what that whole tangent was about, was what I've learned in my years, and and not only that, but compounded with this move, is that as you embark on this journey of creating a home space that you love, along the way things will change. And if you are flexible enough to allow it to change, you'll find that there will be moments of pleasure, even in the smallest corner. And I really have found that it's not really the stuff that you're in love with so much as it is the feeling that it evokes, the feeling that it ignites within you. And so your job is to take that feeling, even if it's in a small space, so go around your house right now, and if you can pick out one thing that you love in your space, and not a thing, but really, what it represents, what are you feeling inside, and why are you feeling that way? Your goal, and what I'd like to present to you as homework, is to multiply that feeling, right? And sometimes you 
work, 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 work to create it in certain areas of your home and then other areas kind of fall by the wayside. Well, your job is to work, 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 work on certain areas of your home, fall in love with those areas in your home, celebrate those areas of your home, and take that energy and bring it into the spaces that have been neglected. And trust is really what is the key to creating harmony in your home. So for me, I know I experienced this bout of, oh my gosh, I finished my kitchen and my bathroom and my living room and my office area and the front hall closet and my bedroom closet, but my bedroom area is still really not where I want it to be. And it's funny because I was willing to compromise and live in all of my home, like happy, 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 happy. But then every time I went into my bedroom, it just fell flat. Because, and and that feeling of falling flat affected how I felt about my entire space. So even though the space was 90% done, the last 10% was such a burden on me emotionally that it made everything else pale. Like it just, it just kind of, put this terrible film on the rest of my apartment and how I experienced it. And so what I had to do was ask myself, what is holding me back from finishing this area of my home? What's holding me back from completing this space? And why am I so resistant towards completing it when I know it's not bringing me happiness? And what I found was that it was actually fear. And it was this idea I told my friend as soon as I finished my bedroom area was like, oh gosh, well now that I can't obsess about my apartment, what do I do now? Now that everything is where I want it to be, now what? Now what? (laughs) And it was true. If I'm honest with myself, and I think if you guys really take the time to ask yourself and, and look in your spaces, um, spaces in your home and say, hey, what's holding me back from completing this? Why haven't I gone through this pile? Why do I let it continue to pile up? Why haven't I done my laundry? Why haven't I done X, Y, or Z? Uh, Why haven't I gotten that new breakfast nook table or gotten rid of the chandelier in my ceiling that I hate? You'll find a lot of times that it's connected to some, there's a blockage, right? And it's connected to some type of fear. And it's not only, it can be the fear of letting go, which is probably the most obvious reason, but it can also be the fear of being able to afford to replace it or being able to get what you truly want or being able to make it happen. And... That idea of what if I fail and what if I can't make it happen or what if I do make it happen and then after I make it happen, everything just falls to to poop, (laughs) then what do I do? What if I make a mistake? And so the fear of making the mistake is stronger than actually doing then I I should say, then living in the space as it is. So you'd rather live in the space as it is than 
let it go and find out what happens. Because that would be a testament to your faith, ultimately. It's how do you, how much do you believe that you can complete a task, get what you want, create what you want, and maintain what you want, and thrive in where you're at, and continue to press forward, and not only that, but excel. And all of that was, for me, in this bedroom area. This idea that I do deserve it, but not right now. I need to wait. I need to do this, 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 and this, and this. And I found out that I can't do this, 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 and this if I don't take care of that. Because that is affecting my emotions, right? It's affecting my desires. It's affecting my vision, completely blindsided me because all I can do is think about the thing that I have yet to accomplish and every time I walk into my space I'm obsessing over what I haven't done and I'm beginning to feel like a failure and that feeling which is crazy right starts to seep into and infiltrate every area of my life and then I start to feel depressed and anxious or, or uh, fearful and <laughs> uh, irritable. It's wild how that happens. And although I have some faith that it, it will turn around, and I do believe that I knew that the day would come where I would get it, right? I would get the bedroom area together. I would get whatever that is together. I... I still felt like I wasn't putting, I wasn't making it happen. So I knew it would happen, but I didn't know when it was going to happen. And I didn't want to take necessarily the steps to make it happen uh, because I was afraid that it was going to be too soon. And I had, I had put other things as a priority. But then when I really sat and thought about it and, and had a come to Jesus moment, I realized, oh, no, no, no. You got to do this first. Do this first and then everything else will follow. And sure enough, everything that I needed to know and everything that I needed to do uh, and everything that was kind of wrapped up in this, this project, as it, once it was complete, it was as if everything opened up for me. Every, every thought, every desire, every vision, every creation, every hope, everything kind of blossomed before me and I started to really feel comfortable in my space. And once I felt comfortable in my space, I was able to feel comfortable in my business again and comfortable in my love life again and comfortable in my relationships with friends again and comfortable because all of it, to me, when they say home is where the heart is, I truly believe all of it relates to how you self-care and how you care about yourself in your and how you care about your home is a reflection of how you care about yourself and it, it's just one big old cycle right so now to really what the podcast was supposed to be about <laughs> once you've completed it how do you hone it how do you live it how do you enjoy it I believe that one of the most important things about a home is that you truly live in it. 
people will tell me, well, I just sleep here. I just come here and I go to bed. I wake up and I go to bed and I, and that's pretty much it. And that is okay. That is a way of living, but it's not necessarily an enriching home life. And I think that we all can, I think we all can benefit from activating every area of our home, really using it. And as you all know, in my past podcasts, which are on Podbean, if you didn't know, um, but it's about intention. So when you walk into your space, right, and you kind of take a survey of your home, if there are areas that are blocked that you can't access, that you can't get to, then there is no intention for that space. And it's muddied by all of this stuff. And I find that people are the most, uh, what's the right word, what should I say? I guess it's people are the most discontent with areas of their home that they can't access. And those areas that they can't access are usually spaces that have no intention, no purpose, um, no boundary. And the more that you can activate your space and really use it fully, the better that it is. And the, the more that you receive, right, in your, in your relationship to your home. So for me, I'm, gonna, I'm in my apartment right now and I want to talk to you guys about how I access and really live in this home and how I use it. So my relationship to my home is one of which it is like my cocoon. This home in particular, I don't know if I'll be in this space for long, but I'm in it now. And it is the type of space that is extremely loving and nurturing and comforting for me. From the moment you walk in, now it's a small space, right? It's the moment you walk in and you're greeted by a place to sit to take off your shoes, right? And I and I am really passionate about making it not only beautiful, but available to sit down on. And so for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I am going to take a moment when I walk into this house to take off my shoes. And I use that as a form, and you guys already know where I'm headed if you've listened to this podcast a thousand times or any episode, to be mindful. To not only take off my shoes, but take off the day. And then I... I'm immediately greeted by this, like the restroom is where I do a lot, not only bathing, but for me, I have found that I don't rush. I may rush outside of my home. I'm rushing. You know, I've got things to do. I've got places to be. I'm usually like from A to B to Z to D, whatever, like going, 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 going. I don't rush when I'm in my home. And that entry area, that foyer area, and even if you don't have it, 
find a way to create an atmosphere that sets a tone every single time you walk in. So for me, those pillows are one of which that say, you're home, you've made it, take a seat. And so I can kind of check all of that before I get into my home. And that is really important to me. And when I go into the bathroom to wash my hands or if I'm shedding old skin so I dry, exfoliate, right? Everything that I'm doing is with an intention that I am shedding the day. I'm shedding what I've experienced in that moment. And that bath or that shower or whatever you take to clean yourself for me is like a baptism. It's my way of, especially because I go into so many people's homes, of allowing myself to let go of the day. And so for me, my smudge stick, and I don't know if you guys have any of those, but a lot of people have them, and I've seen them in a ton of homes. It's like these sage sticks or cedar sticks that you burn, and it kind of clears energy and all of that stuff, right? If you believe in any of that, and if you don't, that's okay too. But for me, that's in my bathroom, because that's where all, I'm like taking off all that dead skin, all of that dead stuff, all of the things from the subway and the steps and the heat and the this and the that that I've experienced through the day, I leave it there. And I kind of wash myself clean. And in my kitchen, as I move through my house, and I'm just telling you like how I am living, this is how much intention I draw into every corner of my home. And I want you guys to be as thorough if you can. And all you have to do truthfully, because what works for me may not work for you, but all you have to do truthfully is, is go through and declutter. That's number one, number one, so that you can open up space to declare an intention to, but also watch yourself. Like I really, this, the space that I'm in now, how I operate in this space is completely different than how I moved about in my old space. But now having been here for months, I can really watch myself and say, oh, okay, I get it. This is what I do. And this is why I do it. And this is how I do it. And this is when I do it. And, and got it like that, want to do it over and over and over and over again, because it's benefiting me, right? So in my kitchen area, I have a, and I'm looking at it right now, so I keep my butcher block out, laid out on this, I have a huge stainless steel table, long stainless steel table, fruit bowl full, utensils on the thing, on the table, a candle, like it's it's welcoming me and it is inviting me to cook. Point blank period. I keep most of my produce out. And for me, it is an invitation. I keep my kitchen clear. I don't do work in my kitchen. I just, it doesn't work for me. I know some people can do that. I don't open mail in my kitchen. I'll open it at the entry of my house, but I don't have papers usually in my on my table. I don't like it. I don't like it. And and the reason is because nourishment to me and food to me and communion to me 
is probably the most important area of my home. And I respect it. And I respect it because it is fuel for my body to carry on. And so I take great pride and attention to what I'm feeding myself, how often I feed myself, when I feed myself, and how I how I serve others and myself. And it's very important to me that it is clear because that is one of the elements that keep me alive. And I find that if my kitchen is messy, I make decisions <laughs> that aren't always positive when it comes to food. So as much as I can keep that clear, and and I and I do. I find that I thrive, and I've found that living in my kitchen, really like living in it and and using it, using my stove, using my table and produce, and before it dies, all of that stuff. I found. And I, you guys know I fast on Mondays, and I, I really do keep myself regimented. But if one thing is off, I'm telling you guys, this is so the truth. If I'm not constantly looking at my refrigerator and looking what I have in it and, and eating at home and cooking and taking measure of what's going on in, in my kitchen space and using it really just to eat and drink and serve, then... I'm off. I get thrown off. So to me, I live in that space by keeping it intentionally bound to what it is meant to do, which is nourish me. It's not to stress me out about bills or work or whatever. And I'm in a studio. So you guys know if I don't have papers on my studio dining table, you have no business having papers on yours. Unless it's a cookbook. (laughs) So I really think that that's important. And and I think part of the reason why I've been successful at that is because I'm clear about my relationship to my kitchen and what I'm there to get, get done and do. And, and it serves only for that purpose. So that's how I use that area. I also... My laundry um, or my washer and dryer is directly in in the kitchen area, like right next to my refrigerator, right? So I keep a lot, all of my dirty clothes in my bathroom. I don't even want them moving their way into this, into the living room area or my bedroom area. I have a hamper in my bathroom and it actually really works for me. So in my, when it comes to doing washing clothes and doing all of that, it's very simple. I bring them out on every Saturday I do my laundry and I throw in a load and then once it's done, it's done. I keep it pushing. So my living room area, (laughs) I can't even say, I don't even, it's not just, it's my living room area. For me, the intention of this space is 
to spend time with friends. This area is designed for brainstorming and dreaming and hoping and sharing and restoring and inviting people in to be loved and love. And so a lot of what I do in my space in the living room is really have company. And so I keep it pretty simple and pretty available for people to feel comfortable enough to sit down and enjoy themselves. It's important to me that there are no distractions for them to be themselves and to move freely in this space. And it's a tight space, so I keep it very, 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 very simple. Okay. So I have an office corner off of the living room, I should say, because it's not even on the rug, which is extremely intentional. And I use that space constantly. I don't like my desk to be crazy with stuff, so you're probably wondering, well, Faith, where do you put all your office stuff? I have a filing cabinet. It's really cute, and it's hot pink, and you guys probably have seen it on Instagram, and it's in my front hall closet. And so when it's time to work, for me, I pull those things out that I need, I take them to my desk, I do my work, and then I put them back. I personally, because I live in in a small space, it's important for me to... The desk is enough for a cue for me to do work, but I don't like to be restricted in what I'm thinking about and what I feel I need to do. And the only way for me not to feel anxious or restricted in the things that I need to accomplish and really allow myself to flow is to put those things away at the end of the day. And then when I wake up, I can move about and feel like, hmm, what do I want to work on? Without looking at a pile of papers that's like, oh my God, I haven't done this, that, this, or the other. And just trust that I'll do the right things that are necessary to do at the right time. And as long as I have my papers in order, I can pull them out and do them as I need, as I need to. So that's my living room office area. And... I, my bedroom, which was the last space, and this is what I was talking about earlier in the podcast, was the last space that I put together. And Kyle, uh, the feng shui consultant that I've talked to you guys about, she was like, Faith, if you don't get your bed off the floor, like, can we do this? You guys, I was sleeping on the floor for like, I don't even know. <laughs> like five months. The whole apartment was done. It a bed doesn't cost that much. But I just for some reason was not ready. And I found that really what I wasn't ready for was to commit and claim this space as my home. And so like sleeping on the floor or on a mattress on the floor was my protest because I truly was not trying to be here from the jump and got here and got scared and then was like, oh my God, I moved because I had lived in my old apartment for 10 years. So this was really my protest of being here and and committing, not committing, I should say non-committal to to this apartment. And as soon as I did, and it's the truth, as soon as I got my bed up, I was making all sorts of excuses. Like I can't get a bed until 
I get wallpaper. I can't get a bad deal. And I just was making up excuses, excuse, excuse, excuse. But as soon as I got my bed up, I realized, oh my God, this is my space. This is my home. And as soon as I took on that, it was like how I moved about the space was completely different. It felt like mine. And so that's why I encourage clients like as soon as you can declutter, as soon as you can put up the things that you need to put up, get the table that you want, get the chairs that you want, take, get rid of the stuff that you don't want. Because what will happen in that is it will ignite ownership. And that is what you need to continue to develop the home space that you desire. Do not be afraid. And if you feel like, oh gosh, but do I have the money? Do I have the whatever? Do I have the this, that, or the other? Do I have the endurance? Is it the right time? It is. If you're asking, then yes. Yes, you've got the money. Yes, you've got the time. Yes, you've got the strength. Yes, there is help for you. It's just a matter of having faith. And I know that is so, and I'm saying it as someone who was sleeping on the floor for five months. And I'm the bed is up and I'm still here. And I even feel better because now I feel like I can truly live my life and do the things that I want to do. Because this home base has been taken care of. So how I live in my bedroom, let me get back to that because I'll just keep going and going and going here, is how I live in my bedroom for me is I have found, and one of the most challenging parts of being in this space for me, and I haven't even talked about cabinets yet, is that I couldn't figure out where to pray. And I'm a big prayer. I love to pray. Um, I love to meditate. And it was really challenging for me for the first few months here because in my old apartment I had a down pack. I was like, hey, this is where I do this, this is where I do that, this is where I do this. But for some reason in this space, I don't know if it's because I don't have a closed door. I don't have, um, I mean I do the front door, but I don't have a bedroom door. It's hard for me to find a place to do that. So my bedroom area I have found is the best area for me to do prayers, but not to meditate. So, uh, and this, I want you guys to know, I definitely don't want to offend anyone. This isn't, if you don't pray or if you don't meditate, then either A, skip over this part, or don't pay me no mind. It doesn't really matter to me, but I'm just letting you guys know, honestly, like how, how I use this space. So, for me, it's an important place for me to reflect. So, my journal is in this area. Uh, and I've kept, because I didn't know where to put my Bible, I was like, where am I going to put this stuff? Or little prayers or anything. I, I keep a tray on my bed. And it's open. I keep the Bible open. Except right now, honestly, my little podcast microphone is sitting on the <laughs> on it because I needed a book to prop the microphone up. But other than that, it usually is just open on my bed. And it reminds me to affirm and bless and speak positive things over my life. That's what that is. It is a cue for me. And so I'm able to breathe and and exhale all of these positive affirmations in my life in that area. And then I go to bed. And when I wake up, because I move the tray off of my bed at night, once I'm done, it, I'm like, ooh, prayer time, and I say a little prayer, and then 
I put it on the chair and then I go to sleep. And then when I wake up, I put that tray back on my chair and it reminds me again to say a prayer. Isn't that brilliant? And so it's like, and and to just read a scripture that I love. Because for some reason, when it was just in a book on the side table, I would forget. (laughs) I just would forget. Because in my other apartment, there was like, I had a bench, I had candles, I had all this stuff, and I couldn't do it there anymore. So what I had to do for myself was break up my routine for myself into different areas of the home because there wasn't one space that I could do it all in. So like when I was telling you how I dry brush, right? A lot of my meditation happens in my bathtub because it's it's, I just am already in there shedding away and I'm showering and ba- like bathing or I'm a big bath person. Like that gives me that time that, and it feels like I'm being held. So that's important. And then when I want to affirm myself or when I'm feeling like, oh gosh, I have so much on my mind and I don't know what to do about it and don't know what to do with it, then I do that in, in that place before I rest and before I get up and start being active. And so a lot of that is important to me. And that is how I live in my space. And you feel it when you walk in here, like there is room to move even in this tiny apartment, because I have dedicated an intention to every corner. And every time I look at it, every time I look at a corner, it cues a habit that I have formed that is positive and supports these dreams and desires and hopes that I have in my life, if that makes sense. And so what I want to inspire you all to do is to not only clear your space, which was probably honestly the first three months of living in the studio because I downsized from a two bedroom. So I downsized, I mean, I was getting rid of stuff up in the heights. I was getting rid of stuff then. I moved here and I still was getting rid of stuff for three months. I got rid of my old blankets because I was like, oh, this got some energy that I don't need. I got rid of clothes because all of a sudden the clothes that I brought didn't feel right in the space. It was as if I was a different person. I got rid of, I swear I only have like probably five shirts right now. I got rid of dishes and old entertainment things that I was holding on to, even though I had gotten rid of so much. I got rid of furniture still in this space and replaced it with new furniture. Because for me, when I moved in here, and I was, and I already was convicted about that when I was moving, but when I got in the space, it was as if it was like magnified. And my whole being desired more, but desired something different. And I knew for me, I wanted, and not everything is different, but probably 95% of what is in this home is new. And every day I look around and I am constantly assessing my inner being and asking myself, Does this stay? Is this right for me in this space? And so doing that allowed me the space and freedom to then appoint areas of my home with purpose. 
because I had to completely, I felt completely disoriented. And I'm still working a lot of things out. But I have found now what I need to cue me to do the things that nourish my soul. And that's what I use this space for. And that's what your home is truly for. And that's what it's really about. It's about creating an atmosphere that refuels you so that you can go out and do the work that you need to do. So that's really what you want to, that's really what you want to do. And in your space, it should be the best reflection of you. And and how you do that ultimately is to kind of strip the old and give attention and purpose to the new. And then start to bring those things in. But don't be afraid of putting the things in place that you need to put in place in order to live the life that you imagine in your home. I don't think that at all that's a bad thing. I think, though, that the timing of it is what's integral, is making sure that you actually create space for it first. It's not one of those things where one thing, you know, people say this, like, whenever I bring something in, I take something out. It should really be when you take something out, you can bring something in. It shouldn't be the other way around. So as you start to take things out, you have a better idea of what you want and what you need, and then you can start to usher those new things into your space. So thank you so much for listening. I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate your viewership and and just participating in the Organize with Faith uh, podcast front. I hope that you please take the time to visit us on Podbean if you want any archived podcasts. And check us out on Instagram at Organize with Faith. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Bye.